0: The words self-discipline mean a great deal to me. I think of growth and rewards, and of course, hard work and effort, all of which must exist under the premise of self-management, self-authority, self-autonomy. Discipline is a teachable subject. We learn it first as it is modeled in our family of origin, and we learn as we seek to be and become more. Discipline is tenacity. It is strength. It is willingness to take the steps that manifest your goals and dreams. Self-discipline is what drives and also inspires the work that you do and what action becomes habit, routine, normalcy as a way of life. If you want to live more disciplined, If you want to take self-discipline to the highest level, to live this easily, and to allow it to work for you in creating a life even more successful and satisfying, this episode is for you. I've also prepared for you a PDF that acts as a primer with the questions that will begin your journey and practice of greater self-discipline. You can download it using the link in the description. There is self-discipline that is necessary to bring you the successes of your short-term goals, and there is a steadfast self-discipline enduring that you need to live as the daily life practices that will result in a life filled with many wonderful accomplishments because you are functioning at a consistently high level. Think about the periods in your life where you have been most successful. You would need to be incredibly focused and dedicated and to give your goals your complete attention. When you eat, sleep, and live focused on both higher-level goals, perhaps this is embodying the qualities and confidence of the person you seek to become or the successes you want to have throughout your career, or perhaps you are training for a competition or you need to learn a new language. Whether these are short-term or fluid goals that evolve and change and continue throughout your life, your days and the moments within – need to consist of regular disciplined habits and routines in which you do the things that bring you to your desired outcome. Hello, this is Dorothy. In addition to the weekly format of this podcast, in which I offer practical and spiritual wisdom that I lovingly share with you each Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I am so excited to offer a second format of amazing content. It's called Ask Dorothy. These episodes reveal the inner workings of what really happens inside a session of therapy and life coaching with me. Here I dive into the richness of content that each client brings to our sessions, and how we best navigate what insights, teachings, solutions, and of course, healing and wholeness abounds. I know that listening will offer you much wisdom and guidance in the ways that bring to life what you need and also how to implement the best practices and teachings that I share to honor all of what you seek and all of what you are becoming. In each of the Ask Dorothy episodes you will also hear my candid observations and commentary and the process for how we arrive in a place of harmony, relief, clarity, understanding and the true change that happens in each and every session because of a client's willingness to grow, to evolve to move beyond their comfort zone and into the revelation of what they already know, what they learn to be capable of, and what they desire most for their life. My job is always to support a client's progress and to provide the right tools and best therapeutic practices to ensure that each client will reach their goals, including to be all that they wish to become. I hope you'll enjoy the Ask Dorothy series as an opportunity to have the knowledge and insight of what we can do together. If you have a question that needs my love and helpful guidance, please write to me. All right, so let's jump into this episode and Ask Dorothy. My client Gavin was failing university. He was fighting with his girlfriend daily, arguing, being demanding, provoking her into arguments when he didn't get his way. He crossed the line, making his abuse physical by pushing her and even throwing punches. He became my client after not one but two separate incidents in which he was charged with assault and referred for counseling and therapy. When Gavin no longer had a girlfriend to blame for his poor choices, for going to bed at 4am after hours of playing video games with friends, sleeping in past noon, skipping classes and doing little homework, eating junk food and messing around at the gym, not taking seriously his passion to be a personal trainer, he was unhappy with himself and his life. Yet it wasn't until the university placed Gavin on academic probation that he began to address the problems in his life and how he was choosing to live. Gavin's parents back home in China were funding his education and lifestyle. To fail and have to return home in shame would be impossible to experience why do so many of us need pain and suffering to motivate us? Pain is a motivator for people to change in part because adrenaline is released in moments of tension or fear. We can benefit from feeling unpleasant emotions as they inspire us to positive action and change. We can have a desire to make a change, but that desire must outweigh the absence of any suffering from continuing to do what we have always done. A catalyst or incentive that creates a negative consequence can be the inspiration for change. It's not wrong to have something be uncomfortable or unacceptable before you consider a new or unfamiliar change that, in the long run, will help you be more successful and likely self-disciplined. It is best, however, if you can be the motivation for yourself simply through desire and then setting up the changes that you seek because of your existing self-discipline. Gain is also a great motivator. When you see a benefit in something or experience firsthand the positive impact of your dedication and self-discipline, endorphins are released that operate as fuel, drive, incentive for positive change. Endorphins are chemicals produced naturally by the nervous system to cope with pain or stress. They are often called feel-good chemicals because they can act as a pain reliever and a happiness booster. Endorphins are primarily made in the hypothalamus and pituitary glands, though they may come from other parts of the body as well. The well-known runner's high that is felt after lengthy, vigorous exercise is due to an increase in endorphin levels. Discipline is an effective habit – Discipline is a complete process which includes personal awareness, desire, determination, recognition, and reward. Personal behavior is a part of discipline. The secret is to identify a precise behavior that supports and motions you towards all that is wanted. As you recognize this meticulous habit, and as you repeat it, you are rewarded. The discipline supports the benefit. The behavior then becomes a facet of self-empowerment and goal achievement. When you apply self-discipline to the area or areas of your life that you want to improve, you avoid suffering. Rather, you choose success, happiness, self-confidence, and self-worth. Discipline for many of us is not about needing to become a rocket scientist or a multi-billionaire, although discipline is an absolute pillar of each of the world's most successful and wealthy and talented individuals because you need to have the laser focus on your goals you need to override what I call the lazy thoughts that say, oh, it's too late. I'm tired. I'll do it tomorrow. I don't need to do that. And any other excuses that you allow in. And to hold the tenacity, the reliance, the belief in your success as you continue each day towards what you want. My client Gavin had a certain wake-up call a real fear of failure that gripped him with a dose of reality. He was really failing himself. Gavin had been accustomed to living a privileged life. He was used to getting what he wanted. He even remembers getting angry and crying as a young child whenever his mother did not initially give her only child what he wanted, to the point in which she would then acquiesce. Gavin realized that he learned from a young age to act out, to get angry, to manipulate and threaten in order to have his way. This was a huge problem in his relationship, and it would be an excuse for him to not have to make an effort for what he wanted. We can learn the habits of discipline or a lack of it early in our life, and discipline is always teachable. Gavin learned to set a schedule of study for eight hours each day. He made the effort to time manage so that he could fit in two hours of working out each day and a part-time job twice a week to help pay for his personal training certificate. Not only did he see the positive results of his new habits and sleep schedule, Gavin began to see A's and A-pluses rather than the D's and F's he previously received. Each day's success of self-disciplined action becomes the remedy for low self-esteem and unhappiness. The incentive for change and to uplevel our lives can be built upon a negative situation and the desire to no longer suffer. I would also suggest that you do not wait for pain and suffering, but make the decision to live disciplined, because this is what will best support your journey throughout life. It is what will allow you to accomplish and succeed more and more easily, and it is the most direct path to feeling proud and self-confident." Self discipline is one of the pillars to be successful in anything you do. So, here is one question How can you become more self disciplined? The answer is you need your why. You need a reason, and the reason must be significant enough that there are no exceptions, there are no more excuses. There is no external blame for your life situation. Rather, you remain accountable to yourself completely. Self-discipline is self-mastery and the reason that you are able to achieve. You decide what is most important to you. It is a mental, a cognitive decision in the absence of wavering. It is a decision that every fiber of your being must be aligned with. So the real question becomes, what do I need to do or not do to be ready for what I want? Or, said differently, what are my steps for achieving this? Whatever this goal or desire is, this answer, and it is different for everyone, will be the direct path to your claim. In my recent series on the niyamas, I discussed tapas and its translation as heat. The heat of self-discipline is the burning desire of your heart that is unwavering. You will not always need a reason for why you need to do something or why it is important, simply that it is. And to follow this quest through to its completion, to excel in this, To be your personal best is the daily practice of tapas. Niyama is a Sanskrit word that translates as observances, guidelines, or rules. Niyamas appear in Hindu and Buddhist texts, and they are best known as the second limb of the eight limbs of yoga, as described in Patanjali's Yoga Sutras. In the PDF that I mentioned earlier, I list three guiding questions for you to begin your dive into self-discipline. One of the best practices that I speak about is the challenge of choosing something that you want to experience, you want to excel in, and do it daily for 30 days. Let this personal challenge become a means by which you invite in change, growth, and the daily practice that builds skill, competency, and confidence. Let your discipline be the guide. In your personal 30-day challenge, I also recommend that if you miss a day, you begin again at ground zero. This makes you accountable to yourself for the 30 days and to the new skill that you are building. At the end of 30 days, you will learn something more about yourself, most definitely, and you will decide if you want to continue this practice in some form as you may choose to keep it for the rest of your life. The other question I have for you, what are the habits, the best practices of highly disciplined people? Here I share a list of six of my favorite best practices based on my work with high achievers, elite athletes, and successful entrepreneurs that are beyond wealthy. This list is not in any particular order. All are considered necessary and integral for living a most successful and abundant life. The first best practice of highly disciplined people... Know your strengths and what causes you to become weak. We all allow ourselves to cave at times, whether it's a desire for partying, alcohol, tobacco, unhealthy food, or obsession over social media, video games, or binge-watching Netflix. Self-discipline is key when you want to improve an aspect of yourself or several. We are often challenged to grow beyond our comfort zone and to get better at what we resist or avoid. I think of clients who struggle with conflict or getting themselves organized or speaking up to bullies. Most times we are working on the very problems that they avoid, and they avoid situations and circumstances in part because they are without the skills that they need to thrive. When you make a list of what needs improvement, you now have the game plan for how self-discipline will help you. Rather than continue to avoid activities or situations in which you need to be firm or assertive, learn the very best tools and strategies that those who are assertive do easily, and then... Step into those uncomfortable or typically avoidant situations and practice. Practice with discipline is the solution for improvement. It is what you hopefully did as a child to overcome your fears. And it's a long-standing secret to how you will continue to thrive and up-level yourself. One of the skills that helps you to identify areas of needed improvement is self-awareness. Self-awareness is a powerful tool that you can learn to expand your comfort zone as it requires focus and self-honesty in acknowledging your shortcomings, whatever they may be. Often people will either try to pretend their vulnerabilities don't exist or they succumb to them with a fixed mindset and a defeatist approach, resigning themselves to never becoming better in that area. Know your strengths, but equally important, own up to the areas that hold you back from being a superstar. Your discipline will help you overcome these obstacles. The second best practice of highly disciplined people, remove temptations. Like the saying goes, out of sight, out of mind. This is powerful because when you remove the biggest temptations from your environment and simultaneously create easy access to what you need to do daily, you will greatly improve your self-discipline. And then it becomes a matter of execution. You have the steps before you, and you then must act aligned with your greater goals and ideals. Prioritize and execute. When I was training for bodybuilding competitions, I would often be in a calorie deficit, and I would literally lie in bed thinking, craving, ruminating over food, I wouldn't be able to sleep easily because I was hungry. And of course, thinking about what I would eat if I could, if I allowed myself, was a simple pleasure. The other side of that, of course, is when you ruminate on something, you likely provoke the action. So it would have been more helpful for me, and I quickly learned this, to focus on something else, such as how I wanted to look, the gains I wanted to make and to visualize my routine on stage and winning, and anything else that would support my goals. And something else, I would remind myself that Ben & Jerry's, Baskin-Robbins, any major fast food restaurant, they would all still be there when I finished my competition. They were not going anywhere. You do need to help by making it easier on yourself to stay focused on what you want. I'll mention visualization again shortly because it is a stellar habit of self-disciplined people because it works, and it's also a major element of manifesting. The third best practice of highly disciplined people, set clear goals and have an execution plan. If you plan to achieve greater degrees of self-discipline, You first need to have a clear vision of what you hope to accomplish, just like any goal. You must also have an understanding of what success in the area that you are pursuing means to you. It's also important to make this top of mind each day so that you are always reminding yourself of why you are disciplined and what it's all for. Otherwise, it can be too easy to get sidetracked with temptations and that annoying inner voice that makes excuses for why you don't have to do what you know you need to do. Prioritize your goals and desires. A clear plan outlines each step you need to take to reach your goals. If you have listened to some of my guided meditations, You know that I love I am mantras, as they work incredibly well to keep you focused and to manifest what you truly want. Highly disciplined people set goals and a plan. And this usually consists of several action steps that, when they complete these, and often these steps are repeated daily, they stay on track emotionally connected to the reasons for why they are seeking what they seek. And the finish line remains in clear view in their mind and as belief in their being. And when they complete these, and often these steps are repeated daily, this brings them to their end goal. And along the way, they stay on track, emotionally connected to the reasons for why they are seeking what they seek, and the finish line remains in clear view in their mind. The fourth best practice of highly disciplined people, practice daily diligence. We aren't born with self-discipline. It is a learned behavior. Like any other skill you want to master, Self discipline requires daily practice and repetition. It must become habitual. Yet the effort and focus that self discipline requires can be draining. As time passes, it can become more and more difficult to hold strong willpower. The bigger the decision or goal, and if it is farther out in time, that is, If it is not a short-term goal, it can be more challenging to tackle all of the related habits that you also need for your success. You can work on building your self-discipline through daily application in a given area associated with a goal. This goes back to the third best habit. In order to practice daily diligence, you must have a plan. It becomes a part of your daily routine and habits. It's on your to-do list each day. It's part of your mantra for the day. It's burned into your mind. Consider what strategies work best for you. With practice and self-discipline, anyone can push the boundaries of their comfort zone each day. The fifth best practice of highly disciplined people. Create new habits and rituals. Acquiring self-discipline and working to instill a new habit can feel daunting at first, especially if you focus on the entire goal or task at hand. You can eliminate feeling overwhelmed by keeping it simple. Break your goal into small, doable, daily action steps. Whether it is a lifestyle change or several, begin by focusing on doing one thing consistently and master self-discipline with that goal in mind. For example, if your focus is to get in better shape, but you don't exercise regularly or ever, begin with working out 10 or 15 minutes a day. If you're trying to achieve better sleep habits, start by going to bed 30 minutes earlier each night. If you want to eat healthier, change your grocery shopping habits and prep meals ahead of time. Take baby steps. As your mindset and your behaviors align, you begin to create a positive shift. And you can add more disciplined goals and habits to your list. And finally, the sixth best practice of highly disciplined people. Change your perception about willpower. If you believe that you have a limited amount of willpower, you likely won't surpass those limits. Additionally, studies show that limits can deplete over time. Yet, what if you change that perception? When you embrace the mindset of unlimited willpower, you continue to grow, achieve more, and develop mental toughness. It's the same philosophy as setting stretch goals. Your internal conceptions about willpower and self-control can determine how disciplined you are. If you can remove subconscious obstacles and truly believe in the possibility that you can do it one step at a time, one extra push-up each week, adding five more pounds of weight to your press from last workout— This is how you will give yourself an extra boost of motivation towards making those goals a reality. You can use this mantra or any other that you create, I can and I am. Light your inner fire up and be unstoppable. I also want to mention, if you have questions for me, please send them. In the Ask Dorothy series each Tuesday, I always love answering your questions. You can email your questions to dorothy at dorothyratusny.com. Thank you so much for listening. I encourage you to embrace your inner fire and live disciplined. Sending you great love. This is Dorothy. Namaste. Thank you so much for joining me in this episode of the Wisdom Podcast. To hear more, please check out the other episodes right here. And I'd love for you to subscribe and share your feedback on this or any episode with me. And then join me at dorothyrotusny.com, where you'll find the Wisdom Blog, the inspiration for this podcast, the latest online courses that I teach, my YouTube videos, and the Wisdom Archives, which are an extensive library of guided meditations, mindfulness musings, spiritual teachings, and best therapeutic practices for your whole being and to nourish and heal your life, plus many other special offerings of love. Please also visit me on social media and say hello. Allow yourself to go within, to access your inner wisdom, and to live this. Awaken your authentic power, live your truth, and be love. Thank you. This is Dorothy.